Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Amen. Hello, everyone. I was quite relaxed um, until I saw an old friend of mine down the back there, Pastor Graham and Val Rogers. So uh, they, I used to pastor out at Bow Desert about 25 years ago, and uh, they were running the church, uh, the COC church out there, doing a great job. And uh, Graham was one of those pastors that was a solid guy and a trustworthy guy and was doing a great job. He was hard competition for us trying to pair <laughs> this good church down the road. And here we're, we were trying to pioneer this church. My brother said to me, he used to run a church up there in, um, up there in Logan. He said, Steve, I believe we need to start a church in Bow Desert, and you're the guy that's going to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, but uh, they were the good old days. Uh, also, I've the uh, privilege of having my, I'm in real estate at the moment, and my boss and his wife is here, uh, David and May uh, Jones. And David said to me be, uh, before I started this morning that if I don't do any good, he's going to sack me. So, um, <laughs> so I better do my best here today. Yes, so we uh, joined up with uh, the church that we were in, uh, changed the campus and went to Brisbane. So we were out looking for another church some months ago and, and our daughter Sarah and my son Jonathan both went to Highway Church and so we thought, oh, well, let's, before we just jump into a church, let's go and try a few out, Okay. So we went to one and then we went to Highway Church and we were there for about three weeks. And, and I felt this before Nari came and said it to me. She says, look, I don't feel we need to go anywhere else. And I said, well, I'm the same. Why would you go anywhere else? And uh, we are absolutely loving it there. And it's, it's just a great church and there's something happening and uh, we went to the prayer meeting a week ago and Pastor Anne was leading it. Man, she was on fire. I thought the church was going to burn down if she got any hotter. But, uh, and she evidently preached here a couple of weeks ago. And she just shared, you know, there's some exciting things even happening out here. So you're ready for some exciting things? Yes. Amen. Well, let's start the message of this morning. Wonderful Father, we just thank you that we're here. We're in the house of God. The best place to be in the world right now is in your church, in your uh, building, Lord, where you are here to meet us this morning. And we pray, Lord, that you would touch us this morning, each one of us, that uh, when we walk out of this building this morning, that God, that we would know that we have met with you once again and we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. You know, God is a God of priorities. God is a God of order. God loves every, anybody married to somebody that uh, likes everything to be in order, everything, you know. Uh, Emily, are you like that? You're a little bit like that. 
So, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's God. God is a God of order. And you know what? If we get that order right, the potential that we have in God is enormous. You know, even in the temple, when they were building the temple, God spoke to David and said, this is how we want to build the temple and he gave all those instructions, of course, to Solomon. And when they built the temple, and when it says in the scriptures that they built it according to the instructions that God had given them. And when they had finished doing the way that God asked them to do it, the glory fell. Nobody could stand in the temple because they did it according to God's order. And uh, so this morning, I... I'm going to just share for a little while. I've got these new glasses. And when they said, how, lo- how close do you want to read things? And I said, oh, yeah, about there. They should have been out here somewhere, I think. You know how now everything oh, I've got to get right up there. But I'll survive. So in the Bible, the, well, the title of this message is Keep the Main Thing the main thing. The Bible contains 807,361 words. It has 31,103 verses. That's a lot of verses, a lot of... I just finished reading through the Bible again this week. And uh, it's an exciting book. But I've got a question. If you were to shrink the whole Bible down into two verses, which would give you the context of the whole Bible, what would those two verses be? Two verses that say, if you get this right, you'll get the rest right. Well, we're going to have a look at those verses. Ready? Here it is in Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the Lord? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Got that? Love the Lord with, I like that song we were just singing, everything, give everything. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Just by the way, there's a difference in the two. We've got to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. It doesn't then go and say, that you have to love your neighbour with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your... One day I was just praying, I just said, well, Lord, what's the difference? This is just, don't preach a doctrine on it, okay? This is my harebrained idea. And that was, we can love perfection. Imperfection can't love imperfection. We have a trouble. We can only love people as we love ourselves but we can love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our mind. So we could ask this, 
Does God want me to be prosperous? God wants you to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Does God want to bless my business? The Lord wants you to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Does God want me to buy a house? The Lord wants you to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. See, I, when we, um, going back to this scripture, verse 38, this is the first and great commandment, and the second one is like it, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. The, now, the, this one here, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So it is saying, if you get these two verses right, you will cover everything. You will cover all the law and all the prophets. You will cover everything if we love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind, and love our neighbour as ourselves. And that's why we come back and we could say these things, you know, uh, does God want me to get married? The Lord wants you to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and to love your neighbour as yourself. Does God want you to go to highway church? Yes. <laughs> Does God want me to prophesy and to lay hands on the sick? God wants us to love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and love our neighbour as ourself. Are you getting the message? The Lord wants us, if we get this right, if we get this right, we get everything else right. The Lord wants us to love Him with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. This is the main thing. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Everything else comes under that. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. So he wants all. God is a God of order. God is a God of priorities. God wants to get this right with us first. This is the first thing. Turn to your neighbour and say, get the main thing, the main thing. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> they told me this is a great church to preach at. You know, there's a price to pay for serving God, but there's a bigger price if we don't serve God and not to do it the way. You know, if we don't do it in God's order, in God's way, it really ticks him off. God gets ticked off. That may not be popular preaching this day, but you know, God can get ticked off at us. I'm gonna read you, I love reading the book of Revelation. Actually, I just love reading the whole Bible. Just to brag a little bit, I've just in the last two and a half years 
read the Old Testament four times, the New Testament seven. That's why I was glad the other day when I just finished it. Now I thought, what do I do? I'll just go again. But oh, you know, if you said, hey, what would Jesus preach like if he turned up here today? What kind of would be his message? Well, read the book of Revelations. He gave seven messages to seven churches. And the interesting thing about it, it was all under grace, all under the New Testament, all, most probably all Pentecostal churches. Most probably. <laughs> Who loves Pentecost? Oh, don't get me started on that. I love Pentecost. I love being in the Pentecostal movement. Okay, let's read this. Stop raving on and preach. Revelation 2, 1 to 5. Now, remember we're saying, keep the main thing, the main thing. Love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul. Have you got the message? Okay, let's have a look if we don't keep it the main thing, the main thing. Let's say we put it down, oh, maybe the second thing, the third thing or the fourth thing. Now you look at this. If you were the pastor of this church, what would you think? To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works. You just listen, what a great church this is. And you would think God would be so impressed with this church. You would think God would be sending out emails to everybody what a great church the church of Ephesus is. These things, uh, no, verse two there, I know your works, your labour, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say that they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience, and have laboured for my name's sake and have not become weary. Who would like to be in a church like that? You're all reading ahead. Stop reading ahead. <laughs> that would be a great church and God would be so impressed. He would only have good things to say about a church like that. I wish I'd pastored a church like that. But then he goes on, nevertheless, everybody say nevertheless. I have this against you, that you have what? Left your first love. What's the main thing here, people? To love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and to love your neighbour as yourself. You can get everything else right, but if you get that wrong, you get everything right, wrong. You have, remember, then it goes on. You, um, I have this against you that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent. Turn to the other person next to you and say, repent. And, and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. I have been on the most amazing journey in the last four years where every night I get woken up and I can't go back to sleep. It started off for the first two or three nights. I'd try to go back to sleep and I would just keep tossing and not sleep and then about two hours later go back to sleep. 
After about the third night, I thought, maybe God wants me to get up and pray. Four years later, every night, the Lord has just woken me up and for a couple of hours, I just get up and pray and it has been absolutely wonderful. Why was I telling you that? I don't have a clue. <laughs> Repent. Repent. You know, we have, well, I had the wrong idea what repent was. I used to think repent was you've been a naughty boy and you need to go down to the basement and pay your penance. But it's actually the opposite. You know what a penthouse is in the building? It's the best room in the holiday resort. Where's the best room? Is the penthouse. Repent really means turn around and go to the best place possible. In the will of God is the best place possible. That's just a little extra. So repent, we need to repent. Talking about having God wants us, God doesn't want us to be half-hearted. You know, I've got children. I've got my daughter up the back. I've got my grandkids here. Who's ever had your children, you know, you say to them, kids, on this Saturday, we want you to come and we're going to clean the backyard up. Lord, help us. Who knows that they turn up with half a heart, if you're lucky. Oh, Dad, Dad, do we have to do this? You know, and nobody, if you ever had, if you were a boss, have you ever had anybody that did something half-hearted? Doesn't it tick you off if you're trying to do something, you've got people around you half-hearted? Well, how much more God? God wants all our heart. All our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. You still with me? So he wants all or nothing. God's an all or nothing kind of a guy. Let's do a little love test. I used to, when I was young, I used to love the Woman's Weekly. Well, every now and again, I'd look in the Woman's Weekly. Is that still going? The Woman's Weekly still going? Huh? Monthly now, okay. Monthly, weekly. <laughs> so the, um, I used to like those tests, you know, will you be a, I don't know, you know, 10 questions to see whether you'll be a good husband or, you know, or are you a good friend? I love that. So you're ready for a test this morning? Okay, let's see. I want you to do a test and rate yourself one to 10 on each one of these points to see, because if this is the main thing, we've got to get this right. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. We don't want to walk out this door this morning and not get this right. That's what this message is all about. So here we go. So I thought, okay, let's, uh, who's ever seen that uh, or read the book, The Love Languages? That is a great, if, if I know anybody that's going to get married, I, I take them through The Love Languages. So I thought I would do a test today on the love languages. And so they are five. If you haven't done it and you're married, you want to, you want to go through these uh, to see which uh, is the most important one for your partner because you can be doing all the others and not getting the main one right. But 
let's, so one of the love languages is quality time. If you're, or if, if we're in love with somebody, don't we want to just spend time with them? Hey, we just want to spend, I've got a nephew that has just fallen in love with this girl and he just wants to spend all the time he can with her. That's love. Okay. Now, say, I agree. The so quality time. If we're in love with God, we just want to spend time with Him in the secret place. You know, we. Oh, I'd love to preach on prayer. You know, it says, "How do we pray?" Our Father, which art in heaven. You know, and before that, it talks about seeking Him in the secret place. You know, when we seek God in the secret place, you just think how amazing that is. If somebody come to you and said, what did you do early this morning? Ah, oh, I was just with God. How powerful that is. And uh, if we're in love with God, we want to spend time with him. We want to, um, so in your heart right now, one to 10, where would you rate? Do you want to spend time with God in prayer? Do you want to spend time with God in the Word? The other way to spend time with God is in a church. Because see, this here is the body of Christ. So when we spend time with other, one another, we are spending time with Christ as well. That's another sermon itself. Okay, the next thing is, and who likes this? The women will like this, gifts. Another love language is a gift. If you're in love, you just want to give them something. Amen? You want to buy them things. I heard something very sad about my wife this week. <laughs> and when she was young, her mother, there were six kids in the, in the family and they lived in America where um, the kids at school didn't wear uniforms. They all just wore what they want. And Nari's mother used to make their clothes for them. And... Uh, and the way she made those clothes, people would laugh at Nari when they were, when you're young, that's a big thing. And, uh, but God has a way of rectifying it. And that, the first two years Nari and I got engaged and married, and I didn't know this story, I bought her 28 outfits. That was making, I'm a pretty good guy, I really aren't I? <laughs> Are you impressed? A lot of that was because I went to Korea for a church growth thing over there and I went shopping and everything was so cheap and I bought. <laughs> I went with a little bag, I'm getting sidetracked, a, a little bag and uh, like this, just I come back with seven caseloads of, <laughs> and the person at custom says, you're not gonna tell me they're all yours, are you? And I go, yep. So, um, but anyhow. That was, so gifts, we lo, when we're in love, we want to buy things. We want to give things to, I'm going to fly through. The other one is physical touch. How do we touch God? Well, when we're touching one in the church, when we are reaching out to one another, that touches the heart of God. Words of affirmation. You know, um, words of affirmation. Say nice things. When we're in love, don't we want to say nice things? Nari, I think you're the best woman in the world for me. 
say nice things, praise. And that's the same with God. If we love God, we want to praise him. We want to give affirmation. God, you're awesome. God, you're lovely. Over these last uh, several years, um, these last four years, I don't know how many times where I just went on praying. I just say, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. Oh, the anointing, the power, and just say it over and over again. God, you're so good. You created the earth. Talk about him. The other thing is, you know that if you're in love with God, you can't help but talk to other people about it. The Bible says this, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we're in love with God, with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our mind, we won't be able to stop ourselves from talking to other people about our love. It's like one preacher said, actually, he was a preacher with the COC. He said this. He said, I don't have to teach my people, how to evangelize. He said, when they come to church on a Sunday, he says, I just fill their hearts so full that you can't stop them from talking out there on a Monday morning. I love language. Talk about God. Why don't I'm losing my head, said here. Talk to the person next to you and say, thank you for having a shower this morning. <laughs> the other last one is acts of service. This is my wife's. Hey, I can give a, I can give a gifts and she can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, they, I could buy her a great big diamond ring. She, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really impress her that much. Um, I can, uh, you know, give her words of affirmation. Honey, you're, you're just marvellous. And I can do all these other things, spend quality time. But this is the one that really my wife loves. And this one is called acts of service. I can tell her all those things, do all that. But when I grab the vacuum cleaner and start vacuuming the floor, she's impressed. She feels loved because it's an act of service. That's what impresses my wife, is acts of service. Um, that's not mine. What would mine be, do you think? Let's have a guess. It's the one that most guys want, touch. So I, get a, I, I grab a hand sometimes and I just rub it over my bald head. And, <laughs> and I just say, oh, I feel so loved, honey. Acts of service, when you're in love, when we, you know, when we are in love with somebody, we will do anything for them, true? Like with our kids, if we love our kids, next thing on, we're out on a Saturday at the soccer game and then we're traveling somewhere else and then we're doing all these acts of service. And uh, just very quickly, I'm just gonna look at a couple of these here. Paul, um, he says this, but what things were gained to me, these have I counted loss for Christ. See, these people will, were willing to, sac they were so in love with God, they were willing to sacrifice anything for God. And so Paul says in verse eight, yet indeed I also count all things lost 
for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord. For I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Moses, by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, uh, uh, for he looked, uh, to the reward. I'm going to just jump ahead here now. So we've got the message. We need to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind and love thy neighbour as thyself. We've got to get that right. What are the benefits of that? If we get the main thing right, what are the benefits if we get the main thing right? And this is in Matthew 6, 31 and 33, says this. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what we shall eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Now, let's all read this together. But what? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then what? Okay, if we get the main thing, the main thing right. If we love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our mind, he says, I will take care of the rest. So this is how it works. I know how much energy in my life that I tried to do the adding to my life. When, when the Bible says this, you do the seeking and God will do the adding. You do the seeking and God will take care of the rest. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. And that's why I said at the beginning, does God want me to get a promotion? Does God want me to bless? Uh, does God want to bless my business? Does God want me to get a promotion? Does God want me to have children? Does God want me? Does God? Yes, 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 yes. But He says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. Get the main thing, the main thing, the main thing, the main thing, and everything else will be taken care of. If we get that out of order, it won't work. If we're trying to do all the adding and we're trying to do all these things, it doesn't work. And oh, when we do it, the rewards, when we put God first, the rewards are amazing. Jeremiah 29, 13 say, says this, and if you seek me and find me, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all our heart. So we've got to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind. And we will find God when we seek him with all our heart. Soul, 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. The third one, mind. Who, who would like a life of peace? Amen. Who would like peace? Well, you know how you get peace? 
you love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Because the Bible says this in Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Let us pray. Wonderful Father, wonderful Father, wonderful Father. Hallelujah. Let us all just begin to pray. You know, uh, well, when the music cranks up here, you're doing a great job, guys, by the way. Just have a bit of music. Just, be, just stay seated for a while and uh, let's put this message into practice. First of all, we need to say to ourselves, have I been distracted by the things of this world and have I lost my first love with God? Let me say this, during this last four years, one night I was praying and it was right in the middle of the COVID situation. And at the beginning of the four years, I felt the Lord say, I am going to give you the fulfillment of a promise in your life. And then this last four years, God's been preparing. You can open your eyes. And in the last four years, God's been preparing me. You know, I couldn't understand when the Bible says, prepare ye the way of the Lord make his path straight. I thought, well, how can you do that? You know, one of the worst things in the world is to get God's blessing if we're not prepared for it. And uh, so I've been on this journey where God's been preparing for the fulfillment of this promise. And one night, this was the strongest time that I felt God speak to me in the four years, this a lot, of, lot has gone on. I could spend hours here. One night, as clear as a bell, the Lord said to me, Steve, if you get distracted by the things that are happening in the world, I'm gonna bypass you and go on to somebody else. I've, I've waited a long time to see this promise. And I want to say to us all today, let's make sure we don't get distracted by the things that are in this world and we forget to love the Lord with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind and love thy neighbour as thy soul. Let us pray. If anything, if anything has been said this morning, which is, and you feel in your heart, hey, yeah, I've let things slip. There are things in my life that are not in order, that I don't have the right priority. 
Just as the music's playing, just say to the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. Repent. Repent. Repent means to change your mind and go a different direction. Just say, God, <clears throat> I'm not going to live the rest of my life half-hearted for you. My father passed away about 12 months ago. And he said, oh, and he used to love the Bible. He used to love praying and everything. And he said, oh, I wished that I read my Bible more. And he was always reading his Bible. He was always praying. You know, there is gonna come a day when we, our life is gonna be over. And it won't be whether we got the promotion, whether we got the new car, whether we got whatever. The big question will be, have we loved the Lord with all our heart, soul and mind and have we loved our neighbours ourselves? That's the main thing. That's the question. And right now, I, we need to ask ourselves, we need to say, boy, I need to get my act right before God. I need to put God first in my life. And if I do that, everything else is up to Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just begin to pray softly if you want, whatever, if you've... I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. And I love you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. And I love you, Holy Spirit. Come on, let's pray. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. And I love you, Holy Spirit. Father, you are the main thing in our lives. Father, you are everything. You are our song. You are our joy. You are our life. You are our peace. And oh God, we are not going to get distracted by the things of life any longer, but we're going to put our priorities back where they need to be. And Lord, we are going to spend time with You. We're going to give gifts to You. Lord, we're going to sacrifice for You. God, we're going to live for our life for You and You will take care of the rest. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God is good. Oh, in thy presence is fullness of joy. And in thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Thank you, Father. Just while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I just give an opportunity. You may be in this meeting this morning. And you don't know what it's like to love the Lord with all your heart, soul and mind. I tell you, it's the greatest experience you'll ever have in this life. And it will prepare you for the next. And if you're in this meeting and you wanna say, hey, I want to have that relationship with God. I've never had that relationship with God, but this morning I want that. I just want you to raise your hand and indicate it to me. Just put your hand up. 
and just say, hey, I want that relationship. Hallelujah. 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 Praise your wonderful name. Amen and amen. You open your eyes. Hey, thank you for the opportunity of ministering here this morning and you've been a great crowd. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.